everyone. It's Appetite for Production, episode three, your top podcast choice for all the exciting music making and music tech news and views. So what, what are we going to look at today then, James? Well, Tim, today we will be talking about artificial intelligence. Oh, wow. The film by Steven Spielberg, no doubt. Not quite. Uh, Spotify recommendations? Oh, yeah. I love them. I love them. You hate them. That's going to be good. Arturia's preempts and EQs that you may or may not use. I'm definitely going to use them, but not for their intended purpose. Reasons for leaving SoundCloud? Okay, I can't imagine what those might possibly be, because why wouldn't you want to be on SoundCloud? Modern genres. Yeah, okay, wicked. Modern genres. I'm thinking uh, skiffle, hippie music, and jazz. Are they the modern genres? Wicked. I am up to date. I'm relevant, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Press the big red explosion button, James. Boom. You're a man who loves... Paul Stretch. Hell yeah. I I was um, ahead of the curve with Paul Stretch, baby. I've... So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was um, a very exciting piece of software when it came out. Like, it's like, it was really pretty revolutionary, I think it's fair to say. But it was only a standalone it, app. It was a standalone app, which is uh, a pain in the ass well, if you're trying to use it to make music. I've got some very good news for your ass. I can't imagine what this news is going to be. What is it? Paul Stretch, now VSD AU plugin free. How on earth does that work then exactly? So is it just like, a? it's basically like a sampler? Yeah, it captures audio. You either you drag, drag or drop it in or load a file or record it into it. And you trigger it via MIDI. You set the You set the stretch value and then trigger it via MIDI, do you? Pretty much, I believe so. That's cool. But the... It, is that this, the interface there? That is the, shall we say, uh, barren interface. Yeah, it looks like something. Skeletal. Yeah, it looks like something from two thousand and six, basically. But that is it. Do you think it's? Uh, do you think it's going to make it into your plugins folder? Um, I don't know. Well, the, th- the thing was when they came out with Omnisphere two, they basically had some um, pull stretch style functionality in there. Um, but I, I never really. Like I was, I was really excited when they announced the, the sort of more sampler style capabilities of Omnisphere Two, but because they didn't want people thinking it was a sampler, they they kind of made it a bit of a faff to use. And it's not really that useful um, because I, it's it's absolutely not a sampler. Yeah, except that's exactly what it is. It's a sampler, and do you know what? It it should be like the you know the the best, most powerful sort of like creative sampler on the market, but they kind of like hamstringed it a bit. Um, Maybe. I mean, this is the sort of thing that I probably should be doing more of. So, yeah, I should give it a try. And it's free, is it, I assume? It is. It's free. And as far as I can tell, I don't know if they've added anything to it or taken anything away in terms of the actual sort of processing and algorithms. But it's plug-in form. Yeah. So you can be happy with it. Yeah, I mean, that, that does make me much more likely to use it than you know, for kind of like experimentation rather than having to like go in there, load stuff up, preview it, render it, bounce it back into the project. Yes, that's cool. Um, I mean, it's it's like, Paul Stretch is like at least a decade old now though, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it must be. Because I remember, I remember like interviewing artists that were using it in like 2007. And by then it was like, it was old news for me, mate. So, uh, so yeah, so it's, 
it's, it's surprising it's taken this long. Could we consider this a plug-in emulation of a uh, piece it's of vin- software? Vintage, vintage yeah. kit. <laughs> <laughs> vintage digital kit. Yeah, why not? Okay, another one that came up this week is the Genki Wave. Now, what, what, Genki? Genki are new, Tim. Genki. Oh, they're new. Okay. What What are your thoughts on uh, Kickstarters and Indiegogos in uh, music tech? Um, I, I have. I'm not sure if I've seen any. Like, I've kickstarted like a few things, but I always just like end up forgetting about them or whatever, and then not really not really utilizing it. I, in fact, I kicked, I did, I crowdfunded the Bristol Cat Cafe. Oh, and did I, you? I still haven't used my code. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Wanted... I've been there and ended up paying uh, because like it's such convoluted. That's the thing with all these Kickstarter things. It's like getting your rewards can be so convoluted sometimes. It's a bit of pain in the bum. I, I, what I have got though is, you know, the cartoon of the dog in the flaming room and he's saying, this is fine. Yeah. I've got a cuddly toy of that that yeah. I help crowdfund. And that you, was, was that a crowdfunding that's, thing? That's my, best, that's my best sort of Kickstarter style experience thus far. Um, yeah, I mean, I like, I think, I think being an early adopter or similar, like crowdfunding something, I think is a risky business. Um, I take my music seriously, mate. So I don't, you know, if I'm investing, I want a return on that investment. So what am I, what am I going to get if I invest in Genki? Your risky business is a MIDI ring. (laughs) MIDI ring? Stick it on your fold, uh, stick it on your finger and control stuff with it. Is this the thing where they've got a video of someone using its control, like wave or whatever it is in live? Is that what the light, the new live synth is called? Wavetable. 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 <laughs> I'm also I'm a close name, first name terms with it. I don't think that's it, but um, I think it is it actually, mate. Oh, it is. You might think that. No, I'm totally uninterested in this. Yeah. This is the last thing I want, mate. I mean, it's is it's always a nice it's a nice idea, but. People have had this idea before, and people have released these, these exact same sort of products before. Now, obviously, this it's is like a, a, a D beam on your finger, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got sort of independent buttons on it. You can get set different buttons of the ring at different points to do different things. It's not just a sensor. Like you've got the old IK multimedia thing where it's it's the eye ring or whatnot, and it's got three dots on it, and it basically goes to your camera, and you can do things with it. And yeah, but. That's that's what MIDI is. Yeah, it's, it's just I like turn a knob up and down, mate. I've got to, I've got time to put a ring on my finger, mate. I'm a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me draw that automation curve in, son. It's, Times are wasting. It's it's very easy to get people who don't know much about these things excited about. Oh these god, things. yeah, this is the thing, man. It's like yeah, if like it seems people like basically MIDI is a number between 0 and 127. It's just like, let's not make it any more complicated yeah. than it needs to be. Do you uh, know what I mean? If you make some kind of environment when you can represent a number in that range with something gimmicky, then yeah, it's still MIDI and it's still exactly the same as it was. Like the thing is, right, pe- people always say you have to have some kind of like performance element to like, uh, you know, music and that's what electronic music lacks or whatever, or whatever sort of music making. 
just like if if your music is not interesting enough so that you need to prance around waving your freaking hands around me i'm i'm not interested it's just it's just get, like make some decent music yeah like you know this is and yeah 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 sorry i'm i'm getting quite upset now i'm sorry <laughs> you're not going to be scheduling yourself in at any david Gatt no how much how much is it to, how much is it to get this 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 product good question uh $129 Plus shipping is the early bid. I guess if you're a person who likes kind of like gimmicky music stuff or whatever, that's that's fair enough and everything. I mean, it's like you could buy like a pretty cool small synth for that price. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not into it. Give, let me buy four discount Waves plugins, mate. I'm all about the Waves plugins. Did I mention that? The one thing it could do, the one thing this can do is um, it can receive... It can turn a tap, sort of an impulse. Turn your taps on and off. It's like, <laughs> it's like an internet of things sort of stuff, yeah. It feels the impulse in your finger when you tap something and will send that as a, a note message. Okay. So you can wear it, tap something, and then you get something. But that's pretty much only limited to one sound. Yeah. For $129 plus shipping. I, do you know what? I'm sure for some people it's going to be absolutely amazing and it's gonna they're going to have a lot of fun with it and everything. But for, yeah, for serious music people like ourselves, James, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's quite the one. It's not for us, but it exists. And it's nice people are doing this, this wacky stuff or whatever so that people can continue to make bad electronic indie music. And people can... Uh think that this is the future yeah because they've never seen it <laughs> yeah. so many times in the past yeah hey, 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 hey. big news in the world of dead doors oh is this about sonar this is about sonar <gasps> cakewalk as a whole was bought well apparently what was the phrase their intellectual property was bought by a company called band lab Band Lab. Have you never heard of Band Lab? No. What, See, what do they do? As a seasoned music technology journalist, sure. I am I'm aware of Band Lab. I bet you are. I, I can't say too much about Band Lab, but I'm definitely aware. Say of Band just Lab. enough about Band Lab so that I know what's going on. Band Lab is a big company with a lot of money who oh. don't currently do too much. They don't currently do that much stuff. In terms of products. Yeah. What I can what? tell you... Where they, where's all their money come from? Things I can tell you about BandLab, which I'm reasonably sure of. Based in Singapore. Okay. And they own... I might be getting this wrong, but they own Rolling Stone magazine. What? That doesn't sound right. And Cakewalk. <laughs> what? Uh, it sounds like you're making this up, bro. I shit you not. Um, <laughs> yeah, BandLab are a very interesting company but they've done a couple of things i think they released a sort of mobile interface so you can connect a little audio interface to your phone okay then, then it will you'll be able to put an input in there on the go so what are they gonna do with cakewalk ips then well the actual band lab software software called band lab is one of them collaborative door thingies Oh, okay. Um, yeah, sort of online. Ugh. Do you do your networking and meet other producers who Ugh. love to socialize online Ugh. and make tracks online? Socialize, make tracks. That that's not that's not what this is all about. That's not why you got into music. <laughs> that's not why you got into music, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the 
I mean, well, so they're going to turn they're going to turn Sonar into a desktop app that you can use online with other people. I have no idea, but okay. it it was fishy, fishy. It was unusual when they said that they are buying the intellectual property rather than saying they are buying Cakewalk. Are they just like buying the name? They Do might people care be. about the Cakewalk name. I mean, it was. <sighs> It was kind of it was pretty it was pretty hot. I think people, a decade or two ago, and people do care about the cakewalk name, not least cakewalk. But <laughs> it, it was a big deal. It was the original name of the original software, mm, and yeah, now yeah. it's just the company name who make Sonar. But yeah, it, it feels strange for them to have pointed out specifically that it's uh, they're buying the intellectual property of Cakewalk rather than buying Cakewalk, but. Maybe that is is the true legal definition for all these other things we've heard before. Maybe it's just a legal technicality. Who knows? Oh, like basically, until someone announces Zeta three, I'm not interested. Basically, that's that's what I'm holding out for. Also, in the world news of dead doors. Oh, okay. I saw a release. N Track Studio Nine is now out, and then I realised, hang on, what's N Track Studio? I've never heard of it. What is it? Well, apparently, whatever it is. It's at version 9. I, wow. <laughs> it, it does ring a bell with me, but I, I can't completely remember what it is. Is that it there? Yeah, Entrax Software, Ntrack Studio 9. New look, new plugins, and improved workflow tools. And integration with the Song Tree online music community. Oh, man. So Brilliant. Socialize and make tracks. Oh, fantastic. I want I want a door that's specifically designed so that you never have to deal with another person again in your life. Is that something that anyone's bringing out? Yeah, I, I think most common <laughs> doors are like that. <clears throat> that's just how it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's why that's why I got into music production <laughs> so that I didn't have to talk to or interact with another human ever again. Uh, did you see the Arturia stuff? No. A very strange sort of announcement from Arturia. They have released six plugins in two bundles of three. Okay. And the plugins, it took me a while to realise this, but bundle one is called three preamps you'll actually use. Is that what it's called? Bundle two is called three filters you'll actually use. Really? <clears throat> Don't tell me what I'm actually going to use or not, Arteria. But I mean, yeah, okay, I can see the concept that the preamps aren't necessarily as used as they would be. It is um, a... One is called 1973 Pre, one's called Tried A Pre. Any guesses at that one? And V76 Pre. Um, so you've got obviously Neve 73, right? Have I? No, I mean, (laughs) that's what that is. Yeah, sure. The other one's a Trident and the other one is a Telefunken. And so it's basically just like a game control and you can warm up the signal however much you want, I suppose. It's a bit more than game because they've got basic filtering built into them. There's some shelving and a bell and you're a bell <laughs> and classic high pass but it's um yeah you've got input and output and a couple of selections transformers and whatnot uh left right or mid side and some metering so it's quite a hefty preamp okay well look how much do these things cost 
Yeah, I got some numbers for you. Uh, regular retail price, three preamps you'll actually use, $299. Oh, no way, bruv. Nah, 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 nah. Three filters you'll actually use, regular retail price, $199. Cheaper. It's cheaper, but <clears throat> I don't know, man. You can get some pretty good filter plugins these days that won't set you back so much. You know, stuff like Live's Auto Filter is, you know, it's got those Cytomic algorithms in there, man. It's Does just indeed. Like, mm. Cytomic are basically the, the last word in filters, are they not? Yeah, yeah. Though I do, I do feel like I was really excited about the drop when it came out, mm. but I feel like the interface is not user friendly okay. and it's a bit convoluted. That's 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 often a problem. I I also I was uh, writing something about Serum a couple of weeks ago and mm. found out that uh, Andrew Simper from Cytomic also made the filters in those or in in Serum. Oh really? I thought Steve Duda just like crafted everything oh, from from scratch. No, he didn't. I I mean <gasps> I I'd always thought like you did that he went off into the desert for 40 days. Maybe with, yeah, exactly. Had, had a spirit guide vision from Dead Man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but no. If you if you go on the what is it the menu in Serum or the information and <gasps> click the about, it's got a little scrolling. Thanks to these guys and these guys. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure he did most of it, Tim. Well, yeah, but, okay. Well, you kind of just shattered my whole belief system there. But you know, whatever. But but, but there's more. There's more because as I was. I was um, going deeper into this serum conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy. It is a conspiracy, mate. I it it turns out that the cytomic guy Andrew Simper didn't necessarily put the same filters that he's known for. Oh, okay. But the filters may have been from a theory he came up with a long time ago, or he he might they might be a design he made ages ago. And isn't necessarily the latest cytomic. Okay. What you're saying is he used filters made by ancient aliens that he discovered on a stone tablet. Is that what you're getting at? Yes. Which is why if you choose preset 372 and... Play the brown note. Yeah. Play the brown (laughs) note. Make sure you've got it on the 3D wavetable display. You will see a pyramid... With an eye at the top. Oh, Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> this is the news I've been waiting for. Okay, we need to dig deeper into Serum and support our claim. Yeah, I should really use it more. People seem to love it, but I just don't really make any growly noises these days. <laughs> it's not just Apart from my noise. stomach, which is going nuts right now. <laughs> it is good for sequence stuff as well, you know? Those uh, lovely LFOs are nice and... No, useful. I don't really do that stuff, man. Anyway, I get. I'm just too jazzy for that sort of stuff, baby. More serum conspiracy theories on social media, please. Aww. So those Arturia filters, by the way, SEM filter, mini filter. It's like a mini Moog, isn't you it? You can imagine what that is. And mini Moog. Sorry, everyone. M12 filter. Oh, behind Matrix 12. So. I mean, I'm sure they're good filters, but again, they are very convoluted in terms of controls. Each one has about... Oh, God. I mean, that's the SEM filter, and that's got, what, seven knobs at the top row, six knobs in the middle row, 
a massive sequencer and a load of uh, basically a little mod matrix. Is it three filters that you'll actually use? Because if you actually just want to filter, are you going to call this up? I don't know. This, this seems to be aimed at people who make techno, I guess, because it looks like the sort of thing that you'd fiddle around with a lot and stuff, but rather than, you know, rather than being your one knob filter or whatever, basically. That's fair enough. So, yeah, I guess techno people will like it. It's not exactly fab filter simple on, is it? No, no. Tone boosters, equalizer four. Uh-huh. It's an EQ, fine. Mm. But also they have got on board with their own artificial intelligence. Oh really? Have you seen much AI coming through into the world of plugins? Um, no, not really. I mean, is this something is this gonna be like that isotope thing or yeah, whatever? I mean you that's that's what the other I could think of. You've got you've got neutron which is apparently artificial intelligence helping you to get basic mixing setups going on. And it seems like this is what tone boosters are doing. So what does it just like identify horrible frequencies and notch them out? Yeah, is that what it is? It's, it's, it says, the AI assist function will listen along and provide equalization suggestions depending on the audio content type. So, I mean, I don't know. It depends how intelligent it is. Yeah, I w- I flatter myself to think that I am more intelligent than a plugin, but m- I don't know, man. I've been r- I've been wrong before, so yeah, I don't know. This this sounds like it's something that's maybe aimed at people who aren't that au fait with mixing, but I could be um, very wrong. I don't know if it even is. I, I think it's there's a lot of arguments that say that if you add a bit of AI into it, then people will just push it further. And will be able to do things they couldn't do before. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's good. That's how technology should work. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I'm definitely on board with pushing things forward. That's and fair enough. That's that's why I want to investigate Neutron more and say, okay, so it does these things for you, but what does it offer you that you could never do before because it's taken that time back off and, you? And the thing is, the thing is, the whole thing about equalization is understanding it in the context of the mix. That's very true. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, does it like is it is there something where you put it on every channel and then they all talk to each other and then they're like, okay, well, you know, if it does stuff like that, then maybe we're getting into an interesting area. Yeah, if if they all like you say talk to each other and say, guys, okay, uh, <laughs> we've had a little discussion and this guy gets to uh, take the three kilohertz band and. This one over here gets to do this and uh, we'll reduce do you know, this. Do you know, artificial intelligence, it's, it's essentially exciting. If it got to the stage where you could say, okay, I've got these 16 tracks, the plugins on all of them. Um, I want to emphasize this, you know, I want to have my, you know, pad dominating the mids. I want something to pop through in the top end or whatever, all this sort of stuff. Then, and it'll just, it'll actually make it a quicker process. Mm. Then that's fine. But, you know, if it's, if it's not like a time saving thing, I could, you know, I can just, fanning around, messing around with an EQ myself. Do you know what I mean? That is true. That is true. Um, Yeah, the other thing, when it comes to artificial intelligence, the thing that people get mixed up on is machine learning, which is a completely different thing. When something, if something comes along and says that it uses machine learning, Mm. most likely there is no machine learning happening in the plugin itself. 
basically the machine learning has already been done oh. to, to generate the algorithms that the plugin is using. Oh, okay. So if someone's saying it uses machine learning, sometimes they get a bit, uh, get a bit, what's the word? Get a bit loose with the, uh, the words and the description to what? make you... To make the uninitiated think that it's Are you doing... suggesting that they would, you know, oh, not be God. totally honest oh, to sell no. their products? No, God. What are you talking oh. about? But, yeah, there's something to be aware of. I mean, machine-learned algorithms should, in theory, be better. And the key thing about them is no one will actually know what the algorithm is all about and how it was... Yeah, how it does its mysterious. stuff. Mysterious. Mysterious algorithm. And, yeah... It's two different things. One of them isn't really happening on your computer, but has already been done to make your plugin better. Artificial intelligence, that's old hat. That's, 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 I'm over it. I'm over it. It's like son. a decade old, man. We don't want that. <laughs> We're all about the machine learning now. I want to enhance my own intelligence. Where's where's the plugin that's going to make me better? That's what I want. It's, it's all about self-improvement. I think that's called Omnisphere 2. Oh, yeah, wicked. And do you know what? I feel like I am a better person since I started using Omnisphere. You did hint a while ago that you were working on something, full disclosure, for native instruments and that you couldn't tell us but yeah now it, now it's announced tell us about electric sunburst well it is part of their session guitar sort of series um and it's yeah it's basically like strummed acoustic two uh but for electric stuff and yeah it's it, it seems great um you know this the sounds the sounds are really really great it's really controllable um, the disadvantage of it is that it is all pattern based. So you've got arpeggios, riffs, and sort of strum patterns. Um, you you know you can't you can't just like do a, a simple melody. You have to kind of like it's all key switching based. Yes, yeah, all yes yeah, key switching based. So you can load up like eight different patterns and everything. But it sounds really really convincing. Um, so like especially like so I can imagine if you're making like sort of like library music or stuff or whatever, and you need you want a kind of organic sound um and you, you know you want it to sound like real music then yeah i you know it seems pretty amazing yeah well, real music or not from the looks of your tutorial video yeah it seems to me what legends made this you have never played a guitar before what <laughs> whatever actually i didn't compose any of this music this was all composed by the guy that made the plug-in oh so, was it yeah, okay. yeah 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 then this whole conversation is over <laughs> in your in your face james russell but yeah um so I, I spoke to the guy that developed it while while we were working on the video and everything um and yeah like the lengths that they went to to make the plug-in are totally mental uh, to be honest, though, it's not something I'm ever going to use. But I've, you know, I've got to stop this video because I got you can't to... stop the video because Tim on the like... left of me, Tim on the right of me, stuck in the stuck in the middle with Timmy. Yeah, I, yeah. I know that's a great plugin. I'm just I'm just commenting that the uh... it's not a plugin. It's actually a, it's an instrument okay. library for contact. It's <laughs> a great contact library, <laughs> but I'm just saying that it's uh, yeah the the demonstrated use in the video isn't necessarily uh from the world of guitars. But Is it not? It, well, it seems to me that it's all just playing sort of riffs that are sort of 
dancey and would be very synthy. If you if you listen to the track at the end, the track at the end is much more kind of like traditional traditional music. Oh, isn't that nice? They should come out with like a ukulele one for making your own YouTube oh, like recipe video. Making but... your own George Formby. Uh, oh God, yeah. <laughs> No, that, that's true. Skiffle's going to come back, bro. You don't even know. <laughs> they they could do it. They could do it. But w- would any of the YouTube chefs actually pay for that? No. That's a shame. That's why they haven't done it. It's the only reason. No, but um, I guess if you're if you're making like library music or whatever, God, I bet that does happen now. Yeah. Oh, when did the world get like this? It's okay. It it just means that people like us have to try harder. We do have to try hard. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. We used to have to try hard when no one else could do it, but the only way we could do it was by putting up with crashes and freezes and bouncing yeah, and strenuously programming MIDI notes painstakingly. But now that it's a lot easier for us, it's also a lot easier for everyone else. So we have to go one step further. And that's just the inevitable march of progress. Yeah, I yeah, I think progress is a bad thing. And I think we need to go back to the dark ages when things were more fun, but also more painful. Is that why you bought uh, Wave's Kramer tape machine? Um, yes, definitely. I want yeah, I wanna I wanna go back to the Whenever it's from the 70s, I don't have a clue. <laughs> but yeah, Waves Kramer Tape Machine. I haven't used it yet, but buy Waves plugins, everyone. Have they're, you, they're all right. Have you that? Don't say that. <laughs> have, have you put two Kramer tapes on different channels and AB'd them? No, I haven't even used one yet. Do a sort of Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> hey. We've wanted to talk for a while about Spotify. Oh, let's talk about Spotify. Of course, when you finish listening to an album or a playlist in Spotify... What's an album? (laughs) (laughs) It will bring up... It will start playing on its own... Suggestions. Yeah, suggestions, sort of... Like radio, I think they call it, for, you know, that track or that album or that playlist. I don't like it. You do like it. I think it's really good. And I have genuinely discovered music that I like that way. I think Spotify's algorithms are sick, bruv. I think they're terrible um, because I find it just keeps playing really inappropriate things. Really? Depending on what I listen to, it'll play something completely different. Really? I don't know what it's taking its info from. Like, surely what you've just listened to... Dictates the mood you're in. Uh, okay, okay. Have you added music that you like to the Spotify library? Not just putting in a playlist, but actually clicking the ads button so it stores I... it in your like songs or whatever. When Spotify was new, there wasn't any way to gather things together except for in playlists. Okay. So I put all the albums I owned into their each into its own playlist. And you had to do that because you couldn't reorder playlists. I don't think you can still to this day. What? So I had to do it sort of in alphabetical order so it would remain in alphabetical order. I think you can pretty much do what you want these days, mate. (laughs) I haven't investigated for a while. But yeah, that's what I did before. But Mm. then when they started saying you can just save albums, you just press save. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're you're saving the albums, then that music should be in your library. But I do have 
a lot of diverse stuff in the album collection. But even the, the things that it recommends me inappropriately are nothing to do with anything. Really? From what I can tell. I don't know. Like, so what sort of stuff? What sort of stuff is it like? Sort of suggesting to you? It'll, it'll play me like Edith Piaf. Oh, after, really? After a banging session of whatever. But uh, the other morning, you know, state of mind, sunking. You, what, like tearing drum and bass? Yeah, it it played me that three times in one morning. <laughs> Spotify is really keen that but, you get into neuro DnB. Spotify needs to know that I it's it's played it to me. At least, at most, twice already. That, actually, that's true. I have noticed that with when you put it on radio, sometimes it'll just keep recommending the same stuff and then recommend something new and then go back to recommending the same stuff. So, no, that's that's fair enough. Also, what I find irritating about it is that it won't differenti- differentiate between artists who've got the same name. So, it'll rec- so if there's an artist with the same name as someone you like, it'll like play you a load of like. So, oh, I end up it. with like, like, you know, like punk stuff or whatever like you know and stuff and everything which isn't really my bag so yeah so that's fine but i do think uh, do you use the discovery playlist and the release radar playlist uh not release radar sometimes discovery just because i really wanted to give it a fair hearing i think so to speak i think they're excellent and for me that's where a big amount of the the value for the subscription lies is how much like how much music i discover from it and it's it's really good i just like and that is the, is the i would say it's the primary way i discover music now i think really right okay well that's good i i just think it should be so much easier to recommend music i think spotify do a better job than anyone else do you remember last fm for example I never used it because I, I didn't really understand it. I tried to, but obviously I don't think it actually had any music in it. I think it would just recommend you something that you then had to go and play. Right, okay, I okay. I can't remember particularly, but it would match your library with other people's library. Okay. So, as you'd imagine, if you like a lot of the same artists yeah, yeah, as yeah. someone else, then another artist that they like that you don't, it's probably likely that you like that artist. That makes sense. That yeah. does make a lot of sense. Sure. But even that generally got things quite wrong. Oh, really? From what I can Are remember. Are you just a very difficult man, James? Is that what this is? Yeah, I, I am. That, that goes without saying. But I think, I think it is easy, not hard, to write an algorithm that will please Reckon, me. Oh, have you ever written an algorithm? <laughs> <laughs> No. Recommend me some music based on your understanding of my musical tastes no, right now. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> step in there. I don't No, because it knows all your musical tastes. It does know all the longer much all my you musical use tastes. it, the longer you listen to it, it's gonna build up a better profile of what you like. I think you start need to start listening to some better music. Why is it recommending you state of mind? It doesn't even recommend me state of mind. Yeah. That's weird. Weird stuff. Uh, well, it did it three times for me, so maybe it's just. Really Are you bad. into state of mind now? No. Oh, okay. Not. No. I mean, I, I just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love drum and bass, but I even I don't listen to Nero. Um. Yeah. I was saying before, I made sure I set up a appetite for production SoundCloud account. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I. Ended up setting up two because one was AFP and one was A4P. Nice. Professional. A4P podcast. Mm-hmm. 
whatever it is, slash A4P podcast, at mm-hmm. A4P podcast, A4P podcast at gmail.com. It's all there. Wicked good work. So, yeah, it, it turned out I had to delete the uh, AFP podcast email, uh, SoundCloud account. Yeah. And, yeah, when you delete your SoundCloud account, which I'm sure you've never done. No, why would I? I'm not, I don't want to deny the world my amazing music or two-minute clips of my amazing music. Judging by all the amazing musicians on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. No one else has ever deleted their account. No, no. Because <laughs> there's m- more there's more on SoundCloud, more information on SoundCloud than the rest of the universe combined. Yeah, so when you go to delete your account on SoundCloud, it asks you, why are you choosing to delete your account? Because it's fut- because everything is futile, all human endeavor is f- ultimately futile. But that's that's the reason I was looking for, but it's not in the list. What? Okay. List, I have another account. That doesn't have a load of dubstep on it. <laughs> I want to make a new account. Um, because every everyone, I was toxic in the community and now everyone hates me. I am no longer creating content for this account. <laughs> because all human endeavour is ultimately futile. I think that, that ties in pretty well. I had copyright issues with a track or tracks. And I'm going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how it works, right? <laughs> I don't want to subscribe to SoundCloud Pro anymore. Because it's a b- burning <laughs> wreckage. <laughs> do you know, I do actually love SoundCloud. I think it's great. The ads are a bit annoying, though. I switched to another music or audio service. Where I can get zero listens. My account got hacked. Um, and they put better music on than me. And I'm <laughs> butthurt about it. I can't remove my tracks Um, because they're so good they're just like I can't hit the delete button physically (laughs) people are harassing me (laughs) because all the rappers want my beats and my my beats are too fire I I made a terrible mistake Uh, too much spam on the platform yeah, to, yeah, I, I think that that pretty much sp- speaks for itself. And also, this could be a problem when you're taking public transports as well. So you know, <laughs> it's a meta problem. So what I wanted to talk about with you, James, was the state of genres and where music is going, if it is indeed going anywhere. The the lovely bushy quality and quantity of genres that we have in the 21st century. Yeah, it's lush and verdant. <laughs> like, the thing is, at the moment, it seems like... I, it seemed like sort of 2009 was sort of when you had sort of peak genre, where stuff would be coming and going really quickly... And it would be, you know, there'd be a lot of exciting things going on. Whereas now, post dubstep, it feels like we've had like trap and future bass, and that's kind of it. And that's been, and this has been going on for like almost a decade now. Mm. So it's like, I don't know. It feels, it feels like we're not really sort of heading anywhere. Is it that there are fewer and fewer genres now, which is a good thing? No, or, I think I think there are more genres than or, ever. Or is it that you're just getting old and out of touch? Uh, I was. <laughs> I wish I was out of touch with music because it's all rubbish now. Does that, does that make me sound old? I'd I'd call it I'd call it. I reckon MySpace was a was a big 
contributor to yeah, this MySpace happening. Yeah, MySpace was great in retrospect. It was, and um, it sort of, you know, it, was the f- it turned into a music pl- platform. There were mm. plenty of others, but it that's what it offered. But then it was the sort of pioneering putting your music on the internet. Mm, yeah, yeah. I just said putting your music on the internet. <laughs> putting your music on the internet uh, platform. Yeah. But they made a big mistake when they let people select an open-ended genre. How How so? Well, put your tracking name, genre. And then you can just make your own genre. Just type it in. Yeah, no, I think that was good. And so you got all this crazy stuff coming up. But I mean, it wasn't just in the world of electronic music. I I, I noticed it more in the world of electronic music. But then mm. when I looked around, I realized, oh, crap, this is happening everywhere. Mm. Mostly in, in metal, for example. Oh, right. Okay. You got all these different cores and these yeah. different words. And it's... Do you think it helps people? Um... I think people like to be told what is cool and what they like, basically, because people are dumb. Do you think people just want to identify with something that other people don't know about? Um, I do, because I like to feel superior to other people. I think, I think, I think, in speaking in general terms, I think people general. like to, like to identify. Most people like to identify with something that they're kind of like familiar with and that other people like because it's part of a shared cultural ex- experience. I think I think only hipster twats like us probably like to like to feel like they're superior in listening to stuff that no one else has heard of. I don't, think, we, I don't think we're hipsters. And well, we want I think in some level we're probably wannabe old wannabe hipsters we maybe. Might be, we might be something like that. But yeah, but yeah, I don't know, man. And now it's like, I guess everything's on YouTube. Is I guess that's on SoundCloud. I guess that's where things happen now. I don't know. I... Have you have you seen um, Jimothy Lacoste? I have not. Check it out. It's weird. It's like it's like lo-fi pop music. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think I think this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he taking the piss? You tell me. Watch and listen in good volume and hear the dirty bass. <laughs> this guy's blowing up, by the way. He's definitely piss taken, right? Well, yeah, I mean, it's ironic, but where do you draw the. But people genuinely enjoy it. And it's popular, so you know where where do you draw the line between irony and sincerity? I don't know, probably before this guy, but <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's definitely ironic. Yeah, but people are into it. Where is this guy? He's in London. Uh. So what do you make of that? I, I, I've just been twisted my mind. <laughs> my mind is so ironic. I mean, it seems like it seems like now as well because everything's on YouTube. Um, it's kind of like brought music videos back. Yeah, that's and it seems true. like pe- people are really interested in what you know having a kind of a, like a multimedia experience. See, you this know? is when we were young. This is uh, this is what we um, dreamed of doing. Yeah, right, right, right. You dreamed of doing it as a sort of, hey, they're going to give me 600 grand. (laughs) Yeah, to to make my music video. Yeah, it's probably more like we're going to give them 600 grand. 
I don't know. What I'm waiting for is another new sincerity movement, um, which will hopefully happen real soon. Because What was the first sincerity movement? I think it's like in the 80s or 90s or whatever. And it was like, yeah, real feelings. Real feelings? Real feelings. I've got time for real feelings. So, yeah, it's like, like irony's fun and everything. Um, but it's like if you if you get to the stage where you can't enjoy anything sincerely anymore, then what is what's the point? True, I suppose you know we got social media. There's vicariousness at every turn. Mm. Mm. <sighs> Strange times. Viral irony. Vicarious. You're just you're just saying words now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Vinyl, viral irony, and vicarious need to be. Oh God! Chained into one word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, a far deeper meaning. So what? So what do you think is going to be the next genre that blows up? Oh God! Yeah. Uh, the could, worst question. Could we be seeing the return of some kind of slight comedy music boom? You know, as people, I think that is a savvy call, man. You know, as as people see the ridiculousness of what's happening and instead of necessarily just getting angry saying what the hell is happening yeah and they express that through humor almost like frank zappa okay in that is really interesting sure sure well it seems like yeah it seems like the times we're living in are kind of like beyond satire as exactly well. it, a, a kind it, of absurd, absurd sort of absurdism yeah 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 <clears throat> okay so are we looking for some kind of absurd baton yeah, right. Genre. Maybe maybe Dada will come back, and yeah. that'll be like what people are into. No, Steve Dada. Steve, Steve, Steve. He's going to change his name to Steve Dada, and he's going to make a kind of like a weird synth that doesn't do what you think it's going to do. Oh, this is going to be great. It's just the sound of someone pissing into a urine. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been listening to my new music, have you? <laughs> <laughs> but there have been genres. You're right. When you think of synthwave, when 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 did synthwave really roll around? Last few years. Yeah, I guess so. And I guess people are really into lo-fi, hip-hop, chill stuff now as well. So it's, I guess that there is stuff coming, but I feel like synthwave and lo-fi hip-hop are kind of, they're reimaginings of like sort of 80s and 90s genres, like probably synth stuff and, you know, golden age hip-hop. So it's... I mean, it just, it seems like rather than like being in a period where you had these kind of like really new, like rhythmic and sort of melodic new ideas, it's, you know, it's it's more about fashion now rather than innovation, probably. In a way, yeah. I mean, like we were saying last time. Yeah. Ain't no innovation left. No, we're done. That's it. <laughs> Except the innovation beyond zero DBFS. Now this is a, this is very exciting. I wanna I wanna make tracks that are like plus twelve dB. <laughs> that's and that's gonna blow people's minds when that happens. Psychoacoustically, uh, bringing the waveforms up. Maybe psychoacoustic music's gonna come into fashion. Yeah, no electroacoustic is what I mean. Sorry, because a lot of people who are making music now can't like don't really have any sort of like training or anything. Like mashups and stuff seem popular. Mashup videos, like I mentioned, I think I mentioned to you the. Gorillas uh, feel good ink mashup with steamed hams from right. The Simpsons, which is uh, yeah, is really it's like it's really good and really funny, but it's it's not yeah, it's 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 for lols. Do you know what I mean? As long as no one's making music with a ring, 
Yeah. I'll be okay. <laughs> I tell you what I saw the other day that was uh, quite interesting was I was on whosampled.com, which oh, is yeah. a very good website. And um, I kept accidentally clicking on the ads because the page was taking too long to load. <laughs> and um, But it came up with, there's like a Salsoul um, library, which is just like tracks from Salsoul Sal Records productions and stuff. But this, rather than being like a royalty-free sample library, you have to kind of, you have to give royalties Okay. So when you use this stuff, so maybe this is another, maybe this is a way that music's going to develop where everyone, everyone will have access to everyone else's parts and that, that'll be kind of like the new way that collaborations and remixes and stuff happen. And maybe it's all done through metadata of the freely available WAVs. And when you export something, oh my it'll God. give you a little log saying these are the things you've used. That I think that's, that's not going to happen in the near future because there's, you know, you can you can just obviously when you bounce something in place or whatever or whatever, it's gonna, that's going to strip strip anything like that or whatever. But if they have, if they, maybe if there's some way to kind of like visibly water watermark everything and stuff, um, where, you know, when you're gotta, processing stuff, it's got to go up to 88k sampling rates and to get the watermark in. in right. Okay. Okay. Maybe I don't know. Yes, it's uh, it was interesting how we can sort of loop back around like that, mm. and as sample libraries are turning into sort of cloud mm. services someone says well in that case have it all for free but then pay as royalties mm. but there's no money in the music industry anyway so i don't <laughs> no. where, where are these royalties gonna come yeah from, yeah exactly guys? it's like yeah i'm gonna i've got a budget of seven pound fifty for the rest of the year to live on <laughs> Hey Tim, I have dried up. We are no longer talking. It's time to get down to some real business. Yeah, let's get our hands on some trackpads and uh, make some unpleasant noises, fam. It's time for Initialize This. My worst nightmare has been made horrific reality by James Russell. This part of the podcast is also available on YouTube. Search Appetite for Production and you can see Tim doing it in real life. This is Kratos Audio's Weaponizer synth, which is a sort of sound design instrument specifically for gun sounds and lovely violent weapon sounds. Yeah, who doesn't like violent weapons? So I've initialized it, you explore it. Okay. What have we got? We've got a massive list of like foley sounds, it looks like, um, and some slots to drag them onto. So I'm going to go for mini... Me burst 3M. How's oh, this? yeah. And that's someone shooting a gun by oh, the sounds of it. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to put a Beretta tail on this. Oh, God. Oh, okay. I've accidentally set up a loop. I'm going to drag that Beretta tail sample on there. And it's swapping between the two samples in a round robin fashion. Mm. And I put another sample on there now. Okay. Let's see what happens when I put something on the next slots. What I don't understand is the the playback range seems to be 
one octave the notes C and C sharp. And <coughs> I don't really get what the difference between the notes are. It seems to... Is it playing? Hang on, let me meet that first. Okay, so it's playing both of them at the same time. Okay, well, that, this kind of makes sense, I guess. Um, so we can just stack stuff up here. So is there reverb already on board on in There's the samples? Sense. Okay. Have I activated the set? This reverb send doesn't seem to be doing an awful lot. There's a synth section as well. Which has just got like a crazy laser riser. I'm going to turn that off. And there's also these tabs for on. So I'm using onset. But there's also body, thump, and tail. And I guess they're all the same thing. Let me just let me mute everything on this first tab and see what if the second tab handles stuff differently. Yeah. Well, it just seems to be the same sort of thing. So the the oh, I've got different different synth effects on this part. Oh really? Yeah. So the body thump and tail are different sort of three different ways of doing the same thing in a way. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna turn the gun sounds off and have a have a look at what the other synth bits do. This is a different synth again on the thump part. Oh, and it's synthesizing just like a sort of little bass bump there. You can change the frequency. Oh yeah, disco toms. They don't sound very scary. I don't know why it's limiting me to such a small part of the keyboard, but um, and I don't know what this thing in the top right-hand corner is. It looks like some kind of like key zone thing, but drunk mode. What is that? Weirdness. Okay, let me see what the synth part does in the tail section. Oh, impulse response. Oh. Is this the reverb? Okay, well, I'm not really making out of the thing. Put the guns back in. I'm going to put the guns back in. They're coming back. Nah, I haven't got a clue what's going on. Okay. Tweak the reverb. I turned it all the way up. But let me mm. put some... I put a ring modulation effect on there now. Oh my God, these knobs are really annoying. You should be able to just click anywhere on the knob for it to do it. Oh, okay. So I've got a ring modulated round robin thing now. I mean, I guess, I guess it's useful. Like the thing is, for something that's ostensibly gonna save you time, it seems quite convoluted. But I guess if you just like, if you're just rocking with the presets. Or if you are a professional gun sound designer. Yeah. And have the time to learn it. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna initialize this again. Because I've found it around a bit too much. Let's see what other sounds you've got in here. Concrete impact. Sounds good. Yeah. Clock. Change the speed. Bonk, bonk, bonk. Bit of a... Bit of a click. Oh, excuse me. Bit of a click on the uh, end of that there. And I'll play that with a synth laser noise. Fantastic. There's a scale control on the sample. Oh, okay. This is good. So this is looking at the sample, this thing. I'm going to put drunk mode <clears> on again. 
the best, mate. This is a non-intuitive scene. I guess, do you, do you think the drunk mode works in, like, you know, in a movie and everyone's getting shot at and then time slows down? No. No? Is it nothing like that? It's making it slightly duller. Okay, I've turned that off now. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> um... Weirdness, man. I mean, should we have a look at the, the presets? Yeah. Let's just give it a go. Beats. So what, what do we have? Oh, do we have gun beats? Beating drums. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> it's like a big sim sort of cymbal crashes. Oh, well, this is going up the keyboard a bit more. Doesn't sound very gunny. Let me try a different preset. Let's go to the... Bullet impacts. Concrete bullet impact. The, the thing is, if you're doing sound design, you want a consistent sound and all around Robin stuff in here is a bit thing. I mean, it, it feels like the sort of thing you'd load up, mess about with it, and just create a load of stuff in a hurry. Right. If you're not sort of particularly... I don't know, it just seems... It seems like you can do this stuff in a sampler... I mean, I if, guess it's nice to have all the gun you sounds have, in there. If you have... Also, imagine if you're doing a proper sound design job and you need the right gun sound. Well, in that case, <clears throat> it's cool. Um, I guess if you're willing to put some time in to learn, every, learn everything and you get really... You get used to what all the different samples sound like and stuff and everything, I guess, then you can create, like, a round-robin thing that will be useful and stuff. But, yeah, it's... Like, if I was going to use it, I'd want it to be a bit more intuitive because it's, you know, it seems to be a sort of... The, the idea behind this seems to be, you know, it doesn't do anything like particularly crazy. It seems to be like sort of make something that's uh, ideally for time-saving, whereas if I've got to like, spend ages learning about it, I don't know how useful that is. We've got some AK-47s that sound like they're off in the distance and I'll round-robin that with... Some something even further in the distance. Yeah, I mean the library's good. Pretty comprehensive. It's pretty comprehensive, I guess. There's a absolute shit ton of sounds in here. Yeah, yeah, I guess it does the job, but everything is just may, maybe not as elegant and as user friendly as I would desire. But yeah, I mean it seems seems like it'll do the job. Wonderful. Well, that's Kratos Audio's Weaponizer. Nice. So, Tim, that is all for this episode. What are you going to do now? I am going to have a little lie down after shooting my tiny pistol off because I am emotionally spent. What are you going to do? I'm probably going to lie in a darkened room in the fetal position for a few hours. Business as usual. Wicked. Yeah, let's get fetal. If you've... Uh, enjoyed this uh, episode and why wouldn't you because it's humanity's greatest achievement thus far um join us next time for more mild music tech based lols how about that jamie boy i'm definitely good for that i will be there okay sick see you later